Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Scott Stebbett Podcast. Uh, we have another exciting show. Hopefully, you have enjoyed the team building one. Just um, when the team building uh, episode dropped, Micah, I was getting a lot of um, a lot of like not necessarily comments, but a lot of likes, a lot of subscribe to the uh, scottstebbett.com website. Like, apparently, the team building. I haven't checked the numbers on how many listens, but apparently, there's a lot of people who kind of really connected to the team building one. So I was surprised by that. So communications and team building, those are yeah. like have been our two hot topics over the last couple of years. Yeah. Just how do I build healthier teams? How do I communicate things to everybody? Like that's kind of, a, that's kind of a big thing. So, yeah. So there's been, um, and then of course I just got back from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and also uh, Daytona beach, Florida for a missions trip and a youth convention so I'm just came back from that. I'm still feeling the effects of that. And it just made me think about just kind of the idea of um, planning a big uh, event, whether it's a large scale like this convention, or maybe you're a church and you want to plan like a big like marriage retreat, or if you want to plan like some type of big like teaching conference within your church, it's like, what are some the do's and don'ts of doing that? Because Going to the uh, Children's Pastor Conference at the beginning of the year, everything was polished. Everything was great. And then I go to this youth conference, and even though it was a big deal, they do it every four years, so they really go all out with everything that they do. Oh, my gosh. There were some rookie, and I mean rookie, mistakes at this thing. So that's going to be kind of our big thing to discuss uh, on this episode. But before we dive into that story's gone wild micah you got something for me i've been gone for a week so tell me something (laughs) well you're always the one with the funny stories right so um i don't feel like mine are funny they're more serious than funny and so um a couple weeks ago it was um maybe it was the same week that when, what was the episode that we did two weeks ago? It wasn't the... Uh, the two weeks ago, we was the did, interview with... We interviewed uh, Ashley and uh, yeah, Carson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it was the day that that episode dropped. So, like, we get off work, you know, and then we go to the store on Fridays usually because there's a store in town in Oxford, close to the university. It's easier to do that because there's another grocery store where we live. Um, so, uh, Scott, do you like Nutella? I do. Okay, cool. So for those of you who don't know what Nutella is, it's basically like peanut butter, but it's with like hazelnut and chocolate. It's like a spread that you put on toast and some people put it, you know, on, you know, bagels or whatever, right? It's just, and there's recipes for pastries and whatnot. And so sometimes like we get done with work, we go to the store, we're kind of hungry. We need a snack like on the way home, like whether it's, you know, trail mix or whatever. And so, like, we wanted something different. So, like, I go through the the cookie aisle at the grocery store, and I find these little um, Nutella bars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're little little snack bars. That they, they're like 100-calorie things, right? So, we get done with the store. We get into the car, and Alicia's like, do you want one of those Nutella bars? I'm like, sure. Do you want one? And she's like, yeah, that'd be great. We'll eat them on the way home. So, <laughs> Alicia opens up one of them. And Scott, I'm not kidding you. They look like little loaves of bread, like ah. like the 
when you when you would open a children's Bible or a children's curriculum and think of the the fishies and the bread and the fishies when Jesus blessed and multiplied in the <laughs> New Testament. <laughs> and so you're already laughing and, I, and you don't even know where I'm going with this. So I look at Alicia and I'm like, man, we should do communion with Nutella. Nutella bars that look like bread and fishies from, from the New Testament. Swedish fish and like, Nutella bread. <laughs> not only does it taste good, it looks what we, we partake uh, or portray as biblically, biblically accurate. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Alicia, she's already laughing at this point. And I'm like, I wonder how many more people would come to church if we had Nutella communion bread rather than the stuff that we do every week in churches. Oh, oh like the little like styrofoam wafer inside the yes. cup? Oh, but, gosh. Did you ever hear the joke about it being the Crutano Christ? Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, I think more people would come to church if we did Nutella wafers instead <laughs> of... Uh, the wafers they give us in the little prepackaged styrofoam cups. Well, I'm going to have to do a grocery shopping run today, so I probably might be going to the grocery store finding that Nutella bread. <laughs> they were great. They tasted good. I mean, I'm a big Nutella fan, but yeah. the way that they look, they look like little loaves of bread. And so, now, did like, you find these like in the cookie aisle, or was yeah. this in the candy aisle? I think, I think, I think it was in the cookie aisle. I always but, see like the Nutella things with like the breadsticks that you dip into the thing. Like my kids love those when we go traveling. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Okay, well, mine is definitely not as wholesome and funny as that. Do you think more people will come to church? I think of- so. Like, well, actually, it's funny because <laughs> well, you know how like you know people are always make the comment like, oh yeah, the UMC is so crazy and so liberal and everything and blah blah blah. Well, I know some people were talking about communion and they're saying like, you know, technically they teach that with communion, you know, the body of Christ is always present, whether you have a bread and some wine or whether you have like an Oreo and milk. So, I mean, so at least if there's any early adopters of the Nutella bread, it would probably be the UMC. (laughs) But yeah, good stuff. But so, uh, where do I begin with my story? Because it is wild. So, Micah, there's been times, and for those of you who don't know, occasionally I follow like these weird like youth ministry fails, and sometimes there's some good ones. I always share them over the Micah over on TikTok. Um, and I'm always thinking, like, you know, thank goodness I've never viol- done any of these things. <laughs> now, but then I'm always sitting around thinking, what kind of idiots? do some of these things because there's a part of me that goes, you know, common sense would say, yeah, that's a bad idea. So it's Tuesday. So this past Tuesday, we're driving down to Daytona and we have to provide lunch and dinner for ourselves. So for lunch, we stopped at Bucky's and had lunch at Bucky's and got to finally got to go inside of a Bucky's and look around that. That was fine. Is that the big fancy truck stops? Yeah, the big fancy truck stop that has like a store. It has a Isn't store. That Bucko's? Food. Bucky's, Buc- is it Bucko's? Bucky's. Bucky's okay. has, we- a big, has a big gigantic gold beaver outside. So you know that, you know, it's breaking. Yeah, we, commandment. we went to Gatlinburg last weekend and I saw some of those on the way. So yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. So we finally get to Daytona. We get to our hotel. We, and then, of course, you know, a majority of, my students, they want to go down to the beach because we are at a hotel that's right on the beach. You can just walk out 
the doors and be on the beach and swim. So they did that. So then it's time for dinner. My my girls are done. They're rushing over to this like barbecue place to get some barbecue. Me and the guys, some of them don't want anything. I just got a sandwich at the hotel lobby at this deli and it cost me $11. I'm thinking, yikes, I'm not getting any food here. <laughs> so, But I just was hungry, so I just got something real quick. So needless to say, we get over to the convention center, which is right across the street from the hotel. And we run into, because our missions trip, it was the West Ohio Conference and the East Ohio Conference. And there's like five churches that represent the East Ohio Conference. And we're all on this charter bus. So I got to know a couple of these guys. So we're sitting there and we're talking. And the guy goes, oh, where did you go to eat? I'm like, oh, I just got a meal. I just got a sandwich out of the... uh, deli right there in the hotel and i said don't do that because that sandwich was cost an arm and a leg and he was saying that he took his youth group in there walking around the strip and i saw this uh restaurant that had like chicken wings like it was a wing place so they're like okay we'll go there and they walk in and the first thing they see is the hostess that's going to sit them at their table is dressed like a Sexy schoolgirl. Now, if I, and now there's no sign that said it was like Twin Peaks or Hooters or anything outside the store that kind of even alluded to that this is one of these restaurants where you're going to have women dressing provocatively. So if I walked in, I saw that, I'd be like, oh, sorry, we went to the wrong restaurant. And I would get my kids out of there real quickly. But not this guy. They get a table and they sit there and they eat their food. And I'm thinking, sitting, and then of course he shows me a picture. He's like, oh yeah. And he's, he's like, show me a picture on his phone of his sandwich. But then he shows me a picture of a, like, a promotional thing that like, oh yeah, Tuesdays is schoolgirl night. And he showed me these pictures of these women that were serving him, <laughs> serving his youth group. And these things, I'm thinking, time out. Time out, time out. Like, wait a minute. And I'm just like, why? Why would you do that? And I don't think he had any girls on the trip, so they're all guys. So that even made it worse. Like, like, dude, why were you doing that? So I'm just like, all right, man. Well, I got to go get my group in for worship, so I'll talk to you later. I just left the conversation. <laughs> But I don't get that. Like, I seriously, I mean, I can understand someone walking in somewhere and, oh, we walked into somewhere accidentally and then we left. Like, I can get that because if there's no, it's not like you intentionally said, oh, Hooters, that'd be a great place to go take a youth group to for a meal. But the moment you see something, you think, you know, I don't think this is very Christ-like or appropriate for a youth group. Maybe I should leave. Then leave. Don't just stand there and say, well, we're here and we're hungry. Let's just go sit down and eat. Like, there's a whole bunch of shops and restaurants on this strip. Like, you could go get anything you wanted. Why did you have to go to that one? So, I don't know. Like, so that's my story's gone wild, Micah. Any thoughts on that? My immediate thought is only you. Only me, right? Only I get into these weird predicaments. Um. Yeah, I. <laughs> you should have stayed at Bucky's. I know. Should have just. 
But even Bucky's, even my lunch at Bucky's was expensive too. Everything like, is expensive these days. Like we went down, we went to Gatlinburg uh, last weekend. My wife's family, uh, my wife's mom's family celebrated her grandmother on her mom's side's 80th birthday. That was a mouthful. And uh, her whole family came. They rented a couple of cabins. We went down and came back the next day because I had class and we had some appointments we had to get to that day, that next day. And I think we spent $200, $300 and it was just a day. I'm like, I'm talking like gas, food, and coffee. <laughs> we didn't have to pay for, um, you know, a place to stay or anything because we were in a cabin with, with Alicia's family, but it was like, $300 to drive to Tennessee and back for a day. So everything's expensive. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, all right. So, yeah, it's it's crazy how expensive things are now. Like, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I got a uh, membership to Costco, because just eggs alone, me getting two dozen eggs for four or five dollars. Is cheaper than me going to like a Kroger or Giant Eagle and just buying a dozen eggs for like six, seven bucks. Like I'm almost getting like more than what I pay for when I get eggs. So that that enough like kind of pays for my membership. <laughs> so um, but yeah, so conventions and so the do's and don'ts of having a convention, starting your convention. So um, so I'll kind of pair this up to very quickly, I'll kind of talk a little bit about my convention I went to at the beginning of the year. I went to a children's pastor conference down in Orlando, Florida, at the Grand Floridian Resort there in um, at Disney. And I'd have to say, everything from start to finish of that conference was fantastic. Um, no issues. Everything was communicated very clearly. Um the only issue about that is they had an app that didn't work very well. And especially when that app is also kind of your ticket to get you into the classrooms that you are scheduled for. Um, and when they're not showing everything, sometimes it's like, okay, well, I need to know what classes I take. So a lot of times we had to go online, figure it out right in our books and figure out because they couldn't figure out why the app was not working as it well. But at least there's a lot of people, tech people who are at the event on hand to really try to help people figure out what their uh, morning sessions were going to be. But besides that, everything was pretty seamless from the very beginning of the event to the very end of the event. Um, good. Uh, going to this youth convention in Daytona, um, not so great. Um, as far as, I mean, as far as their app, as far as, uh, communication, as far as, so, um, I want to talk a little bit about just kind of some of the things they did right. First of all, they had an app that actually worked. There was really no issues with the app. Like they had a map so you can kind of know where your classes were. They had a list of all the different sessions that were being offered. So you could kind of pick and choose and you could actually push a button on the thing and kind of schedule um, it. So then you can kind of save it and go, okay, here's the classes that I want to take and I can go. One of the biggest issues with that is that all my students, they were excited about their sessions. They planned everything. 
And then we get to registration. And all of a sudden, um, we're picked. They had two different lanyard colors. And that represented what time your lunch was. Because they had like a four-hour block of morning sessions. And one of those hours was your lunch. So since we were uh, teal, which was the one, I think that was the 1230 to one thirty. A lot of the students who had classes that they really wanted to take at that time slot could no longer take them because that was their meal time. And we didn't find out about it till we got there. It wasn't something that was given to us prior when we first pre-registered or after registration closed and said, hey, Bexley Group, here is your lunch hour. And then I can communicate that to my uh, students saying, hey, you have to register session one, session two, and session four because session three is lunch. And just do it that way nothing until we arrived there so that that bothered some of my students um communication from the stage was awkward and uncomfortable and even horrendous because Mm. it was so long it's like it's like hey you could look at the bulletin and figure out what's going on or you could stand here and listen to someone rattle off 11 announcements and then that first night we had announcements a lot of announcements worship band, speaker, and then we had a guy show up, do like five more announcements before Ren Collective took the stage. Then Ren Collective takes the stage. They do a concert. It's great. And usually, typically, anytime when I have a band do a concert, once they're done, then it's like, okay, everybody, remember Ren Collective has merch. See you tomorrow. And that's it. Very quickly. The dude gets out after the Ren Collective concert and does five more announcements. At this point, it's 11 o'clock p.m. It's like, I want to hear more announcements. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there and I'm making faces and my wife is like elbowing me because she's like, Scott, you got to be a good example for the kids. I'm sitting here going, what the heck is this? Why are we have so many announcements? Is this a was this a UMC thing specifically, or is this just a random conference? This, this was to? a UMC thing specifically. Okay. What's well, good to know it's not just like a Church of God thing or a Presbyterian thing, or a it's a it's a that's a yeah. Problem. So this is specifically UMC, but but you know it, this could be a Presbyterian thing. I've never been to a Presbyterian youth conference before, but even, even no, I, I meant I meant Scott. Sorry, I meant like the 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 long windedness of announcements and that kind of thing i I don't know i don't know if that's a umc thing because we are our announcements in church are pretty short like every time it's like look in your bulletin we're just going to highlight like a couple things that are coming up very quickly and usually like pastor colleen will do like two announcements i may do one or two and then that's it like four announcements total and we're done um so needless to say we so okay there's that so now we get to morning sessions. Now, they have an app. You could schedule them, but schedule them does not necessarily mean reserve. And certain rooms could only hold certain number of students. So they had this, like, prayer with paint where you could go and do, like, a prayer technique with drawing pictures and stuff. Well, that was very popular with the students to the point where there was another class right next to it that those people just had their teaching out in the hallway because there's so many kids and then not everyone got in. So they had to do a rotation. And part of me was wondering like, 
And I had some of my students, like I went to the bathroom. I left my session to go to the bathroom real quick. And I had like a good handful of my students out in the hallway. I go, what's going on, guys? And they're going, we're trying to get in the session and it's overbooked. So we're just waiting for us to be able to get in there to do our thing. And I'm like, as a youth pastor, I'm assuming that all my kids are in session. And the fact that my kids aren't in session and I'm kind of getting irritated, like, hey, you guys need to be in session. But they're actually being honest and saying, well, we signed up for this session. We can't get in because it's overbooked and we don't know. So they just told us to stay out here and wait. And I'm thinking, you know, you had an app that you could schedule stuff. I'm surprised you couldn't just instantly say, okay, you are registered for this event. So you kind of confirmed your time. I had a buddy who registered for tech team back when we first registered the event. Never got an email saying he was on tech team. His mom sent me an email Tuesday saying, hey, your son made tech team. Here's the schedule. The day of the event. I'm thinking, what? So I'm like, well, I guess you made tech team. So he's like, okay, well, I guess I don't have to go to any of my sessions because tech teams basically takes up his whole entire session time. But that's something we didn't know either. And then on top of that, sometimes the app would start giving announcements. Like if you have your notifications on, it'll start giving you announcements. We're in service. Okay, this is morning service. There's a guy teaching that this is the last full day. My phone's going off with announcement saying that there's a new session that you could be a part of. And it's like a obstacle course session for students and adults, but it only holds 75 people in, in this room. There were students who are getting up from morning Bible study, the morning session, getting up and leaving so they could go to that thing and be first in line to go to that thing. And I'm thinking, why are you changing the schedule during the middle of the event? And why are you sending out announcements right in the middle of service? That's so, that's like very poor taste in my opinion. So <laughs> needless to say, that was, um, yeah, that was a, when it came to communication and scheduling and everything else and how they handled that, it was a hot mess. And then on top of that, they gave you free time from 2.45 to 7.30. So unless your kids really love swimming in the ocean, and there was really nothing around to do. So you really had to figure out what am I going to do to entertain my students for five hours, five hours, give or take. Yeah. And they didn't really like offer anything like, oh, we have like some inflatables here. We have some stuff here. Like, no, nothing. So. So, yeah, so that was my experience at that. And I just felt like, man, I went from going to a really good. And I mean, both of them were really good as far as the content that I received. But as far as how things were laid out, how things were ran, the CPC conference was like the mecca of how to plan a great and run a great conference versus this UMC youth conference, which was just like had some had its moments that were good, but there's other times where it seemed like I had to get a fire hose and put out some fires because I'm like, what the heck is this? Why is this why is this burning? And no one's really understanding that this is an issue. So Michael, have you ever been to a conference where things have been 
off the rails or really good because I don't know, man. <laughs> I I don't, you know, I, I think you could, you know, we don't really talk too much about, I know that you probably have before I started co-hosting with you, but the idea, like you could throw church camps into that conversation as well, oh, yeah. like, like organization and, and communication and, and, you know, getting different age groups into their, their respective spaces and, you know, planning your, literally planning out your day, you know, from start to finish, you know, week from start to finish, you know, once you get that kind of itinerary set, you can just basically copy and paste it for the whole week. Um, most of the conferences that I've attended, I mean, I've been in some church camp situations where I'm like, what are we doing? And why are we, why are we doing this? And people are like, <laughs> I'm like, guys, we got to get it together. We have people relying on us. So um, the, the, the frustration, you know, for me, just hearing your story about your trip recently was that it doesn't sound like they really had a solid plan in place and they kind of just went for it. And, uh, the announcement thing, man, that, that, that was cringy for me. Um, cause nobody wants to do that. Right. Like it, it, it's just, people are there for a reason and it's not to hear somebody talk about announcements especially when, and my mother-in-law uh, and I were actually talking to this or talking about this the other day. She's an office manager at a church and she, she's like, people read your bulletins, people <laughs> look at social media, people listen uh, to the video announcements, people like, like all there's all these, you know, we call them points of contact, right? So like when you, you walk into a venue or a church, higher ed, whatever it is, camp, um, you know, you see people and you talk to people and, um, I think the rule is like three, like mm -hmm. it's like a rule of three. So you hear something three times, you see it three times. So like, let's just say if you walk into a church on a Sunday morning, you get a bulletin, you see something announcement wise, it's in the bulletin, you see it on the screens and then somebody says it in church, whether it's a video announcements, you know, package or somebody getting up and just saying it, that's three different points of contact of which you're, you're hearing things. Uh, also, like the whole long windedness, man, that's probably a whole separate conversation. But like most people are not going to remember those things, especially like if, you know, in my experience of going to, I don't know, let's say, let's use IYC, for example, I'm just there to worship. And it's it's quite the, the experience because you've got, you know, 4,000 other students there with you and they want to worship and they want to hear teaching and they want to like this is all we've fundraised for over the last two years. And like, we've, tra you know, traveled from all over the country to, to, to meet with other believers and, and hear the gospel and, you know, worship. The last thing I want to hear is 20 announcements, you know, five minutes before that worship starts. And for some Scott, that kind of worship and that kind of experience, they don't get that because they're in super small rural mm -hmm. churches that they don't get to, to, to have an experience, I use the word experience a lot, but the, the experience of, you know, being a part of worship like that. Some churches don't have drums. Some churches don't have loud music. Some churches don't have uh, that kind of um, level of worship. So like when you get up there and you spout off 15 announcements, it's taken me out of the zone already. Yeah. Um, and then for 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 them to come back after the fact and it being so late at night, I'm like, mm, I I would have left, but you know, 
at least you probably would have done the same thing that Laura did to you and elbow me and tell me that I had to <laughs> keep a straight face. But it's it's hard, well, right? But even even that, like, so for an example, like the initial schedule that they put when you're when you're first registering for an event and like doing early registration, they have like a kind of a a very like rough schedule. So on uh, the last day, it was basically wake up. There's beach communion. Um, pack up your stuff, check out your hotel by 11. That was what the schedule said. It had never updated by the time we left. Like that was still the schedule for Friday that they had up there. You look into their little like book. They said that they had like a worship service at, they had a little bit of a worship service on that last day. Okay. All right. Well, then I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden they canceled that last service. So all the speakers that they had for Friday, they kind of shoved on Thursday. So I think the Thursday morning session, usually we'd have like one or two speakers. There was five speakers. And then the last session, there was at least three speakers at that evening session on the last day because they weren't doing a morning session. And I'm thinking, you know, and some people are like, oh, that's a shame that we don't have it. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, that's kind of what they communicated in the first place. So I didn't even know they were doing another session until someone said something that they're canceling Friday's morning session. I'm like, oh, there was a morning session Friday? Because it's like half the time, like people would talk, just have conversations and they're like, oh, I didn't realize that this was a thing. I didn't realize that it's like, because it didn't get communicated very well. So, so I think when it comes to, if we were like, Mike, if you and I were going to plan like, I don't know, Scott Seven Podcast Con, and we were going to have a big event, which that would be the wildest event in the world. We would have to offer new telebars. We would have to make it very cheap because I don't think anyone would come if we charged like a normal convention price. Free of charge. Yeah, free of charge. New telebars. But yeah, we do communion with Nutella bread. That's how you can come to our conference so i think the main thing is always i mean and we say this every time i think the main thing is is make sure you're communicating clearly your schedule and how to register for classes and how to do all that and what that means and really be very concise and once you schedule something don't switch don't like start making a bunch of changes throughout the event unless there was something like hey we're not going to have this speaker today because their father just passed away and you kind of make that announcement like something out of order so instead we're going to have this time of prayer we're going to do that like when you do something but when you start making changes and you're not communicating what those changes are or why we're making those changes it, it causes a lot of frustration um I mean, would you agree with that, or am I crazy for that? No, I, you know, I, I feel like I've said it numerous times in other conversations that we've had on your show, but the simplicity is probably the most important thing. Uh, when you get into the weeds with things, it, that's what makes communication breakdowns happen. That's what makes people, you know, not know what's going on. And when you keep things simple, like, I, I don't know. Let's, you know, let's use, let's use like a camp template 
for example, yeah. like like a day's a day in the life of of camp. Uh, let's just say Camp Lebanon because that's okay. close yeah. to where I'm at, right? Breakfast in the morning, morning breakout sessions. Uh, usually we have one or two. Lunch, uh, group activities, like be a big game because like we we used to bust people and uh, bust people out into teams. Like so, like you'd be the dragons and the. Uh, I don't know the, the, the mighty mice and the, the, I'm making this up, but like, you know, those four teams would be in competition throughout the week and it was groups of guys and gals and they would, uh, you know, they would have a dodgeball tournament or they would have uh capture the flag or they would do softball, whatever. Right. And then uh, you would have, that would be from one to three and then three to five, you had free time naps, do whatever you want over the campgrounds. Just make sure you're responsible. Dinner at five, uh, and then some more free time from six, uh, six to you know like eight, and then service starts at eight, and you did a service every night, and then there was more games and stuff like after after worship until like eleven, and then lights out like at eleven twelve o'clock, and that was pretty much the template every single day. Now, if I if I completely went off rails and we're like, oh, we're gonna have breakfast today, and then just do whatever you want. And then we'll get back together at lunch and then do whatever you want. There has to be structure, right? And so um, I think you could do the same for for conferences. Like you have to have some sort of schedule for folks to follow. Um, now, the smaller the conference, the less speakers you're going to have and the less opportunities you're going to have. So like you could either make it, again, more simple or you know, you have to be transparent and tell people, Hey, there's not going to be a lot of things. Like, I think that's, you know, a good way to look at it. What do you think? Keeping things simple. I think think you also said the word transparent, like just kind of being clear with everything. I think the other thing is, you know, they had these rules for the convention and literally, I don't think anybody followed those rules. I mean, to be honest, well, because like one of my um one of my um one of my students like was having conversations with a teen guy and they hit it off. So I call it I call it her uh, convention boyfriend. And but I've never seen this guy's. I mean, one time he came, he sat, he had lunch with us, and I'd never seen this guy's youth leader or his youth group. I have no clue. I don't even. I mean, he was coming into the event, so he could have been just a random person swimming on the beach and not even affiliated with his convention. Like he just showed up. He just showed up. I mean, but he was a cool guy, like really cool, very, uh, very down to earth. So it wasn't like, I was like worried, like, Oh, this guy's like a weird, like stalker guy. Like, no, pretty, pretty classy guy. But at the same time, like I'm thinking, where's your adult and how come no one's worried about you? Um, so I think those are things too, like, where's your adult, where's your, or maybe they're thinking, or, you know, they're probably thinking, well, this guy's really cool. He's always responsible. So if he is hanging out with people, at least we know he's not like, you know, going out and buying drugs from someone on the street corner in Daytona or doing something illegal. So, or going over, or going over and eating food at a chick at a wing shop with scantily clad women as waitresses. (laughs) 
I think the other thing is when you're doing announcements, especially if you have an app, make sure you're not shooting off announcements right in the middle. Yeah, I forgot about that. Of worship time. Like, because it's very disrespectful. It takes away from the moment. I even think there needed, and this is me, and maybe I'm getting old, I think there needed to be some announcements as far as proper forms of worship. So during the Ren Collective, they're playing like one of their slow songs, and all of a sudden, there's this little tiny kid who probably might have been like a fifth grader going into sixth grade, so that's why he was there. And Pete, and he's crowd surfing. And literally, the lead singer of Red Collective's like, well, that's the first time I've ever had someone crowd surf during one of my slowest songs of the set. So I'm like, okay. But then during the worship team, when the worship team was going, there's two people crowd surfing. I'm thinking, you know, I don't mind everyone going up to the front of the stage and jumping up and down and having a good time because that's what I'm used to, like when I did co- – played at conventions or did things at Marengo. But when it got to the crowd surfing, that's when I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Like, you know, it's about Jesus, not about you. We got to raise him up, not raise your uh, friend up. So <laughs> we need to change the name of this podcast. I thought about this. Okay. To the 40-year-old youth pastor. The 40, like because... the 40-year-old virgin. It's the 40-year-old no, 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 youth pastor. You, no, 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 because you said that, like, maybe I'm getting old and grumpy, but... <laughs> I'm too old for this. It's like Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. I'm too I'm too old for this. I'm not doing it anymore. Oh gosh. But but I mean, needless to say, like everybody, I think the most important thing is everybody had fun. But I think the thing that really bothered me is, you know, I feel like when we have IYC with the Church of God, it's every two years. And the last IYC that I went to, I felt like everything was pretty polished. Like, Mm -hmm. besides, like, a few hit or misses, like, really, everything was clearly communicated. You had a little booklet that told you where you needed to go, where your sessions that you're interested in. You know, they had rooms that were very big. Like, for the most part, I can't remember, like, any time where I was like, you know, that was weird or this was done poorly. But they do it every two years, okay? Where where the UMC Youth Conference, they do it every four years. And I was thinking, and you know, you would assume that if you have four years to plan an event, that you would be more polished because you would have more time to communicate things, work things out, gather your speakers, get them, all that. And I don't, I think it's the opposite because the CPC conference, they do theirs every year and it's like all done and i don't know if it's because in four years because of the whole appointment system that the umc has that you have people who are just coming off so when you have people who are now coming back on or new people are coming back on it's almost like they have to reinvent the wheel because you don't really have like a good consistent people there who were on the last one and i don't know how that infrastructure works so i'm just I'm just guessing at this point, but probably doesn't have a good infrastructure to say, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to have at least maybe two or three people who are kind of, or if we're doing an appointment thing or if we have terms or however, we need to make sure that there's someone here as a mentor who could be on this team to kind of help pass the baton to make sure things go off. And 
And I hope that I hope at some point they send out an email saying, hey, we want your feedback on how you thought this event went, because then I will. I want to say I'll light them up, but I'll light them up in a way to say, hey, here were some of the things I felt that you guys lacked. I felt like communication. Careful, Scott, you may end up with another gig. Shoot. Well, they don't they can't. The UMC can't do anything to me. I'm not a UMC minister. No, no, no. What I mean, I don't mean like you leave your current position. I mean like get roped into helping with that kind of a conference. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you know what, though? I would gladly take it. But I think they would say like, oh, yeah, we want you. I'm like, well, I'm not a UMC minister. And they're like, oh, well, never mind. They're like, you're not. You're out. <laughs> well, I tell you what. I baptized people out in the ocean. And I gave them a choice if they wanted to be sprinkled or if they want to be immersed. And out of the 10 people I baptized, only two of them wanted to be sprinkled. Everyone else wanted to be immersed. They're like, I'll try this. And I tell you what, when I did the immersion thing, it was almost like, I don't know, for something, something changed in them. Something clicked. Like, I don't know if it was just because it was a new experience and it was like, okay, because they're so used to getting the water and you know, and, and or because they're a child and they don't really remember their baptism, and that's what confirmation's for. It's kind of like a to confirm that, but I don't know. But they really enjoyed it, so so it was good mm-hmm. times. I mean, I had a good time. Everyone else seemed to have a good time. I'm still exhausted from it. Um, I'm You're trying to think out. if there's anything else we would add to this thing. I I think the big thing is always make sure you have a backup plan. Like if you don't have the capability to register for classes and because CPC, when you register for class, they even have scanners and they'll scan your ticket and they'll know you're supposed to be in that class. And if you're not in that class, they'll tell you you can't be in here because you don't have it. They'll also have like a they even have like a list of names of people who register to in case that their scanner doesn't work. They have a backup, which I think that's I think that's key. Always make sure you have a backup to your backup in case something goes wrong. <laughs> so then that way you can make sure that things move smoothly because. I felt like even the hiccups at CPC, even though that there was a hiccup, everything still went smoothly. Um, never really had any issues. So, I mean, so those of you who are listening or are part of the CPC conference and planned that or gone to that, you know what I'm talking about. And you and you can basically take that with a, hey, awesome. I mean, even then they have speakers, like speakers for sessions. They started asking for those like three months after the last one left. Hey, here's our theme. We need speakers. If you have something that you would like to speak about, here's kind of what you can do and do it that way. So I'm like, okay. So needless to say, um, that's pretty much it for me. But I mean, I think if you're doing a conference, really communication and- You had a good time though, right? I had a good time. Yeah. I had a good time. Occasionally, I've made faces and my brain started to hurt on like, how's this happening at a very big event like this? But but not as much as the guy taking his kids to a restaurant with Catholic cat women. Like, that still hurts my head. I still can't wrap my mind around that, like why that was allowed and why that was okay at a church event. But let's but that was but that was uh that was East Ohio Conference. So maybe they're a different breed. They're okay with doing stuff like that i don't know oh goodness um you need to go back to sleep i do i do all right friends well that's gonna be it for us today um 
Hopefully you guys have been enjoying the last couple episodes of the podcast. So we would love to hear your feedback. You can give us a five-star review on uh on Apple and leave us a, and leave a comment. That's going to help other people find the show. Uh, if you want to, any, any episodes that you comment on may be used to as a mail call later on. And after that, we'll be back on with another episode. Hope you have a great day. Take care. Mm-hmm.